Hello and welcome to the new edition of the Fantasy Newsroom. I am joined with Matt. Matt, what's up, man? Not much. Just another day, another dollar. You know. Yeah, save, saving your DFS lineups right before lock. <laughs> that's what we're doing around these parts. I've, I've become a junkie and an addict with it, so that's that's where I'm at with it. Can, can I give you one tip, Matt? It what's never gets tip? better. It never gets better. Trust oh, I don't, me. I don't think it does. I, I, I really don't. I really don't. So we're going to lead off here talking about a sad topic. I, personally, you know, I, we just don't like Heartbreaking. this. I know, right? I couldn't find the word. You found it for me. We're going to talk about Cam Akers' injury, and I, I, it's it's been talked about so much. I don't know how much we need to say on it. It's heartbreaking. We wish him the best, and we hope he gets back to full form next season. But to be fair, we have not seen anyone come back to full form from this injury. But it's been tossed around a lot that it's been up and down. Who's the most prolific running back? Marlon Mack to this point? Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, but we haven't seen Mac after, so. Hey, we haven't seen Mac yet. Jonathan Stewart. Vic Boward. I mean, the, the, the list is very, you know, no one of Cam Akers' quality. Cam Akers was a highly touted prospect coming out, and, right. you know, these, these other guys kind of weren't. Brandon Oliver was on the list, I believe. I, I remember someone had a great thread on I forget who it was. I, I wish I remembered the app. There were, but, a few, there were a few great threads that just kind of broke it all down. There was definitely a few fantastic threads, but so we have to we have to tackle this from a fantasy perspective. So what what do you what are you doing? How do you have any squads with Cam Akers? Um, I haven't even checked. <laughs> I think I have a few dynasty rosters that have Cam Akers. I don't have a lot of shares. I, I never got in it. You know, when he back in February when his ADP was like third fourth round, I never really got in. So and I wasn't ever spending that early second late first on him. That we were saying just recently so i don't think i have too many but in dynasty he's an absolute must sell like there's I, I would still think as we sit here on july 22nd i still think there's a guy in each league that's gonna buy cam Akers, right um does it mean you gotta sell him now i might hold off like if, if you're not getting a first i wouldn't do it like i, I don't think i'd sell him for a second but I would sell him for a Zach Moss. I would sell him for a Ronald Jones. I would sell him for, I'd, pr- I'd probably sell him for an AJ Dillon. Like, there's a lot of players that come to mind where I'm like, the opportunity is there for them to have standalone value, and and they're not hurt from an Achilles tendon tear that's just brutal for running backs. So, um, the way I look at it is, is I'm gonna if I have him now, I'm, I might hold right. If I got like one share, I hold it right. Because I like, I, I want to see him do well. I want to see, I want to oh, yeah. see him be the outlier. But I, I'm not in the business to bet on outliers here. So, the way I look at it is, is come this time next year, I think his value will supplement it back, not back to what it was. I don't think it'll ever be back to what it was, but I think it'll be supplemented better than it is now. I think it's a little watered now, uh, a little diluted of a value, not not really where you want him, right? I mean. So I think next this time next year, the hype train's going to get rolling again. He's coming back from injury. This is why Cam Akers is going to be the outlier. You're going to see it all over Twitter. So um, if you want to hold till then and just have uh, a hurt player on your roster, uh, just sit there and kind of relax with it, then I, I, I fully understand that idea. But I would be selling. Like I think I wanted to make a Twitter poll the last two days. Who would you rather have a dynasty Cam Akers or Zach Moss? And I just haven't done it. Um, I'm all People on the Zach. I'm all on the Zach Moss train, right? So 
I, I would take Zach Moss. Like, I, I don't know where my cutoff line for Cam Akers is yet. Um, I saw a tweet today where it asked Twitter, where do you see Cam Akers ranked in Dynasty as a running back? And off the top of my head, I thought already 28. I don't think that's a definite answer as I sit here today, but it's it's a ballpark of where I'm going to be with him, right? Like I've seen him still at RB22 for some people. Right. I can't I can't get there. I think that's I guess, the highest. Yeah, and I think I've seen 24, mistaken. 23, and I, I just sit there and I'm like, I get the name value is important, but I think you just got to cut bait. I think some sooner or later you're going to have to cut bait. He's not a guy that I'm willing to roster right now. Right. I mean, unless unless I could go out and buy him for a fourth, right? Maybe a third. But like, I would I would buy like I would personally sell Cam Akers for a second. Like I would. I just I'm out on Cam Akers. It's unfortunate. Prayers are up to Cam Akers. Seriously, 200%. it's a crucial crucial injury. I hope you're the outlier, man. I really do. Definitely. But I have to say that I am one of those people that went out and traded for Cam Akers. I went out. I sent a couple offers out. And I ended up getting a trade, which a lot of people, including our co-host Spence, who really wasn't in on Cam Akers beforehand, liked it a lot. I traded Terrace Marshall, Mike Davis, and a third, which I, I was okay with that. I could live with that. I think it's something you could live with. I, I do believe that's a trade you could live with. That's where, okay, so it's that. I was listening to, I want to say it was Sam Wallace and and FFA Meng, they were talking about this yesterday. And I actually listened in for just a few minutes while I had some time. And they mentioned that it, this is all going to be on how risk tolerant you are, right? And um, it was a great point they made. Like, So if you could trade them there with that trade there, to use it, your trade as an example, the only real the real reason you would lose that trade if, if Mike Davis posts a top 12 year this year or if Terrace Marshall turns out to be the next superstar, right? Mm-hmm. That's, I think, where you would lose that trade. I don't think that if Terrace Marshall turns into a yearly wide receiver three, iffy week-to-week player, and Mike Davis is out off a team next year, I think that probably is best-case scenario. And then a third is a third. So I think that's it's it is a risk, but it's not something you're you're mortgaging for, right? It's not something you're giving up a player that is Javante Williams' s level, right? So I, I I like that trade for you. I actually I dig it. I, I like the the bet on Cam Akers. I liked it too. I mean, it's it's risk, but it's not as much risk as you know, opposed to some of these other guys who I've seen offers thrown out for. It's it's been bizarre a couple of these past couple of days, especially for Darrell Henderson. The one person in my group chat got a twenty twenty two second. I was I'd be all over that for Darrell Henderson. I would but keep you, my twenty two second. But oh yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd take the twenty two second. But do you think Darrell Henderson is going to be the guy, or do you think someone like Jake Funk is going to step up in the backfield, or, or do you well, think it's going to be committee? I don't know who it's going to be, but I don't think Darrell Henderson is going to hold the rock. Like so, Cam Akers, whatever people were projecting him to touch, I don't know numbers off the top of my head, right? I don't think all that works now going to Darrell Henderson. I agree. I would say the majority of the Cam Akers work that is now being vacated, opened. Is going to go to other pieces. While Henderson, I will see a little uptick. I don't think it's going to be some. I think it's going to be a marginal volume increase. I don't think it's going to be why he. Why did he jump from round eleven to round four? Makes absolute no sense to me. It makes no sense. Like unless you're projecting, he takes literally ninety percent of what K Makers was going to get. It makes no sense. So I, I can't project it that way. I think it might be Funk, might be Xavier Jones, it might be a guy they bring in like AP. We saw AP wasn't the best running back for fantasy, but there were games in Detroit just 
the last two years where he had serviceable serviceable plays, right? So I don't know who they're going to bring in. I don't know if they're going to bring in anybody. Todd Gurley? I don't see that happening. I, I had I to throw it out there. I, 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 I kind of like it, though. I, you know, as soon as like injury went down 30 minutes later, everyone's like, oh, Todd Gurley to L.A., AP to L.A., Melvin Gordon and uh, my buddy Christian Williams actually made it. He tweeted something out that I actually kind of I liked. It was uh, Sony Michelle to L.A. I agree. I liked I, I Sony Michelle looked like his best form since Georgia the last half of last season. So he's he's, he's getting cut. And if and have, if he gets cut, why not bring him in and be the one two with Henderson, right? So in my predictions, I have him going to Atlanta, but that's a, that's a whole different thing. I, I think he goes there with Mike Davis. I don't know back home. Maybe, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good it's point. A possibility. Too. And another it's thing, the biggest sure. thing for me here, right, and and the biggest thing outside of you know, uh, the running back committee is actually Jacob Harris. I think this now is going to make an uptick in volume for a passing game, and I'm all aboard the Jacob Harris train. I mean, Spencer, the first up, time I the first time I ever heard the name was from our co-host who's absent tonight, Spencer. So, shout out to him, but. I love Jacob Harris. I've come full circle on him, and I think he is going to eat into Higby, eat into Higby, and then I think he's going to superb most of the role. So I like to, I, I really like the passing weapons in LA now. I like Matt Stafford. Um, I just, I'm not buying into there, there being a big uptick in value from Henderson. So I'm out. I think I'm out on Henderson. Expect, uh, at that fourth round, and uh, that's. Like that's like Allen Robinson territory, and I'm like, you're taking close. Henderson over Allen Robinson. I I've done a couple of best balls since then. The one he, the people forgot about him. He went in the eighth, which I think is great value. That's I, good. I like the eighth. I like. I, the eighth. I, I I screwed up and forgot about that. But in the one he went <laughs> late fourth before Kyle Pitts and those other guys that you're trying to take the positional advantage. So right. I, I don't like it too much. It's up some of the fifties now. I think on underdog, if I'm not mistaken, high fifties or low fifties. Right. My bad. And so I've only tweeted out – I mean, I sent, I tweeted out my prayers and my thoughts for Cam Akers. But besides that, I tried to just kind of stay away from, you know, a dynasty talk right then. I was like mm-hmm. – it felt raw. It felt – I was it, hurt. I really was. It still kind of like, does feel wrong, but it, it, we had a couple of days to process it. Well, not wrong. It, it, it felt more like yeah, it you know, was just – I was you know hurt. I, mean. I was like, I, man, oh, yeah. this is, you know, my first year in full, like, embracing the dynasty community and – I've seen all the love for Cam Akers, and I love him as a player. I love him as a person. I mean, I tweeted out that video where I said all Cam wanted to do was play football, right? So it was it was emotional for for a lot of people. So I didn't really give a take on it until, but probably today where I made my first real take when I said that there's no reason Henderson should be taken above Gaskin and Mike Davis. I'm still I'm standing pat on that. Um, I don't see anything that would change my mind in the next 50 days besides Miami or Atlanta bringing in a running back, right? So. I I'm, I just can't buy into Henderson in the fifth. I can't buy into him in the sixth. The seventh, you I mean, if I go zero RB or if I go modify RB, right? So then I could see it, but I just I don't see it. Those two names that you mentioned, Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin, actually kind of cue to my next question because on the show sheet I asked, what is your backup plan if you roster Cam Akers for either dynasty or I know some people did redraft this early. I don't think we dive into that much yet. Cause it's, it's a little early. It's, it's still a tad early for redraft, but right. dynasty, what, what are you doing? If you rostered cam Akers and you need a running back, who, who are you trading for? So, this is, so I've always been a guy that's never considered win now or rebuild. Right. I've never considered it that way. 
I have a multitude of tweets and ideas and things I've said and, and tweeted that state that I'm not that kind of person. I don't, I don't always like, Oh, if I'm in win now, I want Derrick Henry. That's not how I play. Right. So mm-hmm. if I were, but with Cam Akers, it's a little different. It's different because he's a young running back and he would have still made you win. Right. That's value to me. That's value. Right. That's not a Derrick Henry who we were expecting regression from either this year or the year next. Right. So, but with Cam Akers, if you're, if you were like, oh, I can make a run at the ship with Acres, oh, I, I, it's so tough, it's right? Tough. Because if if it was a newly drafted startup, Cam Akers was probably already one, right? If it was an old startup where you got him in a rookie draft, he's probably already three or four, and you're probably all right, right? But if he was, if you just did a new startup, okay, this is for the people that do startups throughout the whole summer, like I do. If you just did a new startup and Cam Akers was your 2.2, 1.10, 2.5, he was your first running back you took in a super flex or one QB, you need to stand pat. Because it the value differential, like if, if you just did a startup a month ago and you took him at 2.2, Cam Akers is probably being drafted right now like round 10-ish, 10, right? I don't see it staying there. I don't see it staying there. I think it's going to slowly maybe drip, dip, dip to 11, 12. I don't think it falls much farther than that. Um, but I would say that hold because I think it could get back up to a 7th, a 6th, and then that's when you strike. That's the situation where I'm holding Cam Akers and not selling right now unless I get a first. Like if you get a first for anything you do with Cam Akers right now, you accept it, you, you cut bait with your value loss – because a, a random first to me is in the sixth or seventh startup pick round range to me, right? So I would be okay with that. But if, if you're not getting a first in 2022 or 2023, I'm, I would probably hold Cam Akers for now. I, I agree. I mean, especially the new startup, if you had a, had him in your rookie draft, maybe if you need the one-year like rental kind of piece, Miles Gaskin, maybe, you know, Leonard Fournette, if you think he could emerge, even though I think he's in Bruce Arians' doghouse right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's at least what I've heard. And then that's, that's pretty much it. There's there's not many alternative options here. This no, there, the there's season. not. There, exactly. That's another thing. Like, if you could trade Cam Akers for Miles Sanders, <laughs> then I'd be like, okay, yeah. Miles Sanders is a fourth, fifth round ADP. Absolutely do it. Take your two-round two value loss, cut bait, and get out of dodge, right? So I'm I'm okay with that. But in Dynasty, like, this is where the risk the risk factor comes back in with Gaskin and Akers because they both got a lot of risk, right? Gaskin is a seventh-round pick. He doesn't have the D.C., but he's an elite receiving back who averaged over nine yards per catch, had over 14 – had seven games over 14 points, right? Miles Gaskin played well. There's no There's no beating around that bush. So, I like Gaskin. I'd probably take Gaskin over Akers in Dynasty. It's close. It, it, it's close. It's very close because we're, we're better on Cam Akers to return to form there. And if Miles Gaskin gets the bell cow role, he's going to be RB2. Good. Yeah, high RB2. Oh, I, I agree. Oh, well, he's a lock for RB2 if he gets 250 touches this year, in my opinion. But outside of that, it's, you're also getting another year of production from Miles Gaskin, mm-hmm. right? So if Miles Gaskin comes in this sh- – let's say I traded Cam Akers, I got Miles Gaskin. I have Miles Gaskin. Let's say he posts an, an RB19 season. Just give him RB19. He posts an RB19 season, right? 
Cam Akers now has to come in and let's just say Miles Gaskin keeps his job, keeps a form of his role post RB31. They brought in a guy, but it was a split backfield. So he posts like an RB3 season. Cam Akers needs to post like a top 12 season for that to equate in value in my head, right? I don't see him ever posting an RB1 season again. Or ever. I guess he didn't do it last year. I don't see him ever posting an RB1 season. So I would probably take Gaskin. I, I think I just sold myself that I would take Gaskin. You like doing that on this show. You like selling yourself on things. <laughs> I, I think Gaskin is the line, though. Like, it's like right there. Is that the line? That might be the line. Or it might be very close. Because isn't Gaskin like RB 21, 22, 23 in Dynasty for most people? I think, a little I, later? I think I have acres a bit lower than that. I think I do. Most people, I think the highest I've seen him is 22. I think I said that earlier. I don't think I've seen him higher than 22. Yeah. Like, are you taking Cam Akers or Damian Harris? See, that's 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 tough. That that might be the line. Because I, I, I think Damian Harris has a fantastic season this year. Because I think Sony Michelle gets cut, like we said. And we don't need Damian Harris to get the receiving work because, you know, we already know it's going to James White, so that's already baked into his ADP. So I, I – I'd say Damian Harris, but like just by would a little you rather bit. Have, would you rather have K Makers or Michael Carter? That's where it gets closer for me. I I, I think it might be K Makers because I don't think Michael Carter. I think he's would in you, a shared backfield. Th- this would you rather year. have K Makers or Trey Sermon? Trey Sermon for sure. I agree. Would you rather that's have Cam Makers or Devin Singletary? That's a Cam Akers. I don't think I think Zach Moss is winning that backfield. I think you you share my opinion with I that agree. one, and I, I think Cam Akers has more upside there. I agree. Cam Akers or Ronald Jones? That's Ronald Jones, easy. Cam Akers or James Robinson? <laughs> don't don't do this one to me. I, I James Robinson by a, a smidge. Who would have thought a month ago we were saying this? This is like mind blowing. It hurts. I just hate this. I hate this, dude. Can we like? Can we like? You know, get real life and be like Madden. Just turn off injuries, like please. Right. This is, dude. I've become so attached, man. It's awful. It, it hurts. It hurts. Pray, prayers are up, man. Prayers. That's back. So let, let's move on. There, there's another relevant topic we have to talk about, and that is Tom Brady. Can you believe this man won a Super Bowl <laughs> on a corner MCL? What What can't this man do? Well, listen. As a Saints fan, it makes me feel great. Okay. Makes me feel lovely heading into the season, okay? But no, um, Tom Brady is, I don't, he's single handedly the greatest quarterback of all time. I mean, I don't know what more to say. Like, I want every single piece of this offense. Like, I want them at their, like, like I'm okay taking Mike Evans in the fifth. I'm okay taking Chris Godwin in, in the fourth. I'm okay taking Antonio Brown. Where's he go? The 10th, 9th? I do it in the 8th. I'm okay easy. taking Tyler Johnson. In the 20th, <laughs> right? I love the – oh, my God. I'm about to say I love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. No, you I, can't do that. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there. Don't I love do that. Tom Brady in fantasy this year. I really do. He's, he's my QB5 this year in fantasy. I mean, he's set up to succeed. He's got all the weapons, like you said. He is running backs for days. He is Bernard. He has yep. Ronald Jones. He's Leonard Fournette. Yep, Cam Brate, OJ Howard, I think is still there. That's the one I. That's the one I forget Sean about. Sean Vaughn. 
Keyshawn Vaughn. I can't forget about fantasy legend uh, Keyshawn Vaughn. Can you, can you believe we had him in the first last year? No, so we did. No, 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 we. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like we as we've seen him drafted. I have, I have zero Keyshawn Vaughn shares, Matt. Okay, I didn't do that. I, I said, I, I've. I've come on this pod before and said I have had my one mistake in that rookie draft was taking Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, and I did it more than once. So <laughs> I did it more than once. That, that's my only mistake. No Keyshawn Vaughn shares over here, Matt. But no, no, thank you. Good. <laughs> but uh, no, I I love the time the the Tampa Bay offense in fantasy. I just do. I, I I'm gonna admit it. I'm I'm a Brady fan this year because I'm gonna have him. I'm taking if like in my one QB home league redraft. I've already got it ready for me to take Tom Brady in the eighth and ninth round, and I'm going to be ecstatically happy. Like, it's going to be crazy because I'm going to stack it with Godwin in the fourth, and then I'm just going to go ballistic because I'm getting A.B. in the tenth, and good luck because God forbid, God forbid A.B. comes back. God forbid A.B. comes back 75% of what he was in Pittsburgh. They might not lose a game. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a bold claim. They might not lose a game. I mean, their defense is there too. They're no slouches either. They're they're gonna be a top what probably at least five defense. Might I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be close. I mean, seventeen game season now. I don't know. It's gonna be hard to rip off seventeen in a row. I mean, Brady literally said the one thing he wants to do is go twenty and zero, or I guess yeah, twenty and zero it would be. If he was to ever do it, it's now. <laughs> I mean, I think he's gotten closer with the. I don't want to say a worse team because I'll be ripped somewhere else. But like, I think this is, might be a better team. That when the Patriots went all the way undefeated and lost to New York, I think it's a better team. I, I think it's a better team. Yeah, I think it's a better team, just because I think it fits Brady more now than it did fit Brady back then. Because Brady needs the receivers. Like if he didn't have, if like in New England, if he was in New England right now, Brady would not be on the cover of Madden twenty two. He just wouldn't be, right? So, but. In Tampa Bay, I mean, he literally picked the best situation ever for him to go to. I mean, where else would he could have gone that it was this good? Nowhere. All right. This this spawns side, kind of a side question. You mentioned the Madden cover. I just want to ask you, who do you think experiences the Madden curse more this season, Mahomes or Brady? They're both Mahomes. on the cover. Mahomes. I agree. It, it stinks, but. Mahomes. I'm going Mahomes. Screw it. I don't, I don't know. I don't believe in the Madden curse, so I, I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> it depends on the year. Maybe, maybe it does happen. I mean, it happens. I'm not arguing that. I, I, you know, it's a it, it, oh, that word coincidence. I can't say that word. Coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. But let's move into what we got next. And training camps coming up. Preseason in what? Two weeks. Yeah, training Rumble. camp. I think people Rumble have already reported. Before. They already did report. Some rookies did, I, I believe. Yeah. And so our first training camp battle. We're gonna only gonna talk fantasy relevant. Uh, training camp battles here. Sorry, IDP people. I, 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 I'm starting to fall in love with the format a little bit, but it's unreal. You know. We got to talk about the free safeties. Come on, Ryan. Uh, we'll, we'll save the cornerbacks for next episode. But first, <laughs> we, we have the Jets backfield. Who who we think is winning this one? Tevin Coleman or Michael Carter? This is an interesting one. Tevin Coleman. I, I see. I agree. I, I don't know if Michael Carter has the profile. I think Michael Carter is going to get a lot of work, but I don't think it has anything to do with the profile. I like Michael Carter. I think oh, that Tavin yeah. Coleman and Robert Sala are, have a bromance, and he's going to play. I, I forgot. See, see it kind of forgot that uh, Tevin Coleman played in San Fran for 
Hand you know, a little, just a minute, as as the kids would say, just a minute. But yeah, I, so I'm, so I, I think that's why he brought him in. He was like, I liked what he offered on the field, and I think it'll probably be a close to a 50-50 split. I don't think there's going to be a decisive winner. Like I don't think Tevin Coleman's coming in and getting 210 plus touches, but I don't think Michael Carter's getting that either. So I also think Ty Johnson's going to get some touches. So I I agree with you fully. So we got another backfield to talk about. Let's talk about the 49ers backfield. This one's kind of. I don't know at this point. I, I really I was one of those guys. If you asked me this question three months ago, I would have said 200 percent Jeff Wilson. But I can't say that now. So, Matt, what do you got? I want to say it's so. I think I think it's Trey Sermon. I do. Um, I just unless unless Mostert's like 100 percent healthy. But like, is he ever? Is he is he ever? I heard right, reports so, out of oh, – go ahead. My bad. So I just think it's going to be Sermon. I still think – I like Gallman. I think Gallman's going to get some touches. I mean, Jim Michael Hasty's still going to get touches. I mean, they're just going to feed. There's like seven guys there now. Sermon's going to get the ball. Hasty's going to get the ball. Mitchell might get the ball. Mostert's going to get the ball. Wilson's going to get the ball when he comes back. Gallman's going to get the ball. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I think I'm avoiding this backfield unless like – It's, it's like best well. Not even if it's the 16th round and I had to take a shot at like Elijah Mitchell and then they all get hurt. I I don't know. Like I don't want, I don't want to deal with the headache. See, I want to be one of those guys one of these times and just do a basketball team and just draft like all six of them and just see what happens. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm gonna do, do that. Do it. You're probably pretty good. Probably it, pretty would, good it would work out most weeks because at least one of them's gonna go off, right? We have to expect that. But so just draft like Saquon. Just lock him in and then just have all six nine running backs. Lock, lock in your RB1 and just go down right. the board. That's like, perfect. I mean, Trey Sermon's the next, uh, the, the top one that comes off the board in like, what, the eighth? You could load yeah. up a team and then just draft all the running backs. Go Sermon, Mostert, Mostert in the ninth, Gallman in like the 16th, Mitchell in the 17th, Hasty in the 20th. Jeff I Wilson last round, just because nobody's probably drafting Jeff Wilson. No, nobody at all. I heard they're impressed with Sermon's hands, though. I don't know if you saw that report. I didn't. If they're That's impressed good. with Sermon's, if, if they're impressed with his hands and he's you know locks in that you know pre-injury moster role, Trey yeah. Sermon's going to be a steal. I, he's one of those players I'm kind of coming around on, but it's too late in Dynasty. So like, I like him in Dynasty. Oh yeah, it's too late for me to grab shares because I was grabbing other shares of like Terrace Marshall instead at that you know the two three. Two two kind but of, but I don't, slot. I don't mind that either. So, oh no, actually, no, it's, it's it's both good. They're they're both good value. Yeah, I, so, I actually really like Terrace Marshall. So, so so do I. It hurt me to trade him for Cam Akers, like we were talking about earlier, but I'll live with the risk. So next up, we have a little Chiefs battle. We're not going to talk Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey because their jobs are not in danger at all. But you sure? I'm I'm sure I'm 200 percent sure I, I, we're locking that one in. I'll bet the life savings on that one. So sure. we got Michael Hardman or Demarcus Robinson as the Chiefs' wide receiver. To Matt, who do you think is going to step up for the Chiefs this season? Um, neither. See, I, I agree with you, but I I think do Demarcus I have to, Robinson. I have to pick one. If you have to pick one, if you have to, neither is a valid answer in my book. I'm one of those people that counts neither, but I would go McCord. I just think Demarcus Robinson is the one that always, you know, gets the targets. 
when he's out there. It seemed like those playoff games, Mahomes was targeting him a ton. Yeah, but I'd rather have McCole Hardman give me three weeks where he hits a 60-yard touchdown than have Demarcus Robinson post me seven oh, points a oh, week. Oh, so. this is this isn't one of those arguments where I'm like, it's Demarcus Robinson is 200. I, I, I see both sides. <laughs> it's, gotta it's, be. Not, it's, it's not a hill I'm going to die on tonight. He's but dying on the Robinson Hill. He, here's, a, here's a great one we got coming up next. There's so much uh, fantasy value in this wide receiver room, and it's who will emerge as the Lions wide receiver one. It's a tough one, but there's so much value there because they're going to be, what, the third option in the offense? Yeah, I just – I don't know. I I have like a gut feeling it's going to be like Brashard Perriman. And I don't know why. See, I would agree with you, though. They're all around like, the same ADP. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think it's in the 170s. Yeah, I would. I think I'm going Brashard Perriman. And then I think Tyrell Williams. I don't I don't see Amin Ram breaking out. I like Amin Ram, though. I mean, oh, yeah. like everyone's like, oh, he's going to have this. Awesome opportunity. Really? What happens if they just don't put him on the field? <laughs> like, what? what happens if they don't like him in training camp and he just does not play? <laughs> that is a possibility, okay? It's, so, it's in his range of outcomes. So I'm not buying that it's just going to – oh, it's going to be Amon Ra. Like, you should be getting Amon Ra. And I'm just sitting here I'm like, no. I don't mm-hmm. want Amon Ra. I want Rashad Perriman. I like, I like Perriman in baseball. I do like That's where I've been drafting a lot. I, I think he's one of my most rostered players on underdog right now. So that that's music to my ears, Matt. Right. Love yeah, it. exactly. I'd love to see that one, but you never know. It, it could be any of these guys, but I just don't think Ben and Amon Ra, like, you know, we saw those rookie wide receivers produce last year, Claypool, you know, yeah, but Justin Jefferson, CD lamb. I can't, we can't bank ones, on. Were any of the rookie wide receivers that really produced like outside of rounds one and two? I know. Like Claypool I'm was a second. Higgins was Clay, a second. Second, yeah. Jefferson was a first. Lamb was a first. Ayuk was a first. Ayuk was a first. I don't think so. I can't think of another. There, there has, there's probably another, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's, there's this guy." There's definitely one that we're forgetting about, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to jog the memory a little bit here, but I, I think all the wide receivers that really broke out last year. Oh, Judy, Judy, first. Yeah, Judy was a first. We're gonna be talking about him. We're gonna be talking about him next. I love J. Judy. Woo! So, so do I. I mean, Lavisca Chenault too. Lavisca Chenault was a second yeah. round pick. We got all the a lot of high round picks last year, but we're gonna get into a new segment called Breakout or Bust. I couldn't think of a better name than Bust, but I we'll, like it. We'll just, roll, we'll just roll with it. It, it. it rolls off the tongue pretty well. The, the two People B's, like, but he, he called C to Bust. I know, right? That's that's why that's why I was like a little hesitant <laughs> on that, but. <laughs> We have up first, I, I have the disclaimer, we're not going to be talking about people like JT, Justin Herbert, or CeeDee Lamb. We, we know they're all stars at this point. And so this is bust fantasy-wise right now. Bust fantasy-wise. This is not real life. Okay. So first like up, it. we have Tua Tagovailoa. I think I think I spelled that right. <laughs> uh, you did. You I, did. Went to, I went to Google first. Can't, can't <laughs> only mess with I, I went to Bing. No, I don't. <laughs> For his ADP, I think Tua is going to hit. I, agree. I think he's. I think he's gonna hit. I think Tua's got weapons. Like so, everyone. Everyone likes to like get set in stone in narratives. Not everyone. I don't want to put everyone into a big old. No, you can't whatever. group everyone. In, uh... Right, but I've seen people say Tua. Oh, his arm. Oh, 
there's decision making. Oh, blah blah blah, this and that. And I'm like, oh, Chan Gailey. He was, he was th- first of all, yeah, Chan Gailey. Second, and he was throwing it to Jakeem Grant. Like, Will Fuller can play football. Jalen Waddle was drafted in the first round, and he's a burner. I mean, they clearly think Tua can throw the deep ball if they just went out and got two absolute yeah. burners. Can't forget Devontae Parker. He led the NFL in contested catches. He had a little bit of a down year, though. But Yeah, I, yeah, that, I didn't know that stat. So they got some weapons. I think he's going to hit for his ADP. I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be, like, you know, a top five, top ten quarterback. But where he's yeah. being drafted now, I could see him finishing right around that spot, maybe a little higher. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely. I, I'm it's definitely hard, on to it. It's with hard that. for him to bust is what I'm going to say. It's hard. Oh yeah, if he if he if he busts in fantasy, you you lose what a late round pick and just go to waivers or something. That and well, yeah, that and in redraft. That, that if he busts in fantasy this year, it's going to be hard for him to recoup because oh, of yeah. where, where his value is already at. So I think that if he hits, it's going to be hard for him. It could be harder for him to maintain. So I think I think he's going to hit. We we have this next one. And I feel like the, the three after that are going to be easy yeses. So I, I probably should have made this a little harder, but it's it's harder with going with second-year theme players. Yeah. You know? So next up, we have another running back from the class. After we're talking about Cam Akers' sad injury earlier, we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. What, what do you think about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Bust. Bust. His ADP is insane. Yes. It, it's a bust for me. I just don't see it happening. What's it at the 2-3 turn right now? Oh, you didn't no, know that? No, it's you didn't not. know that. I thought it was like a fourth. He's in the in, in underdog. In underdog, he's going at the two three turn. Okay, that well, best ball. I can, I can see it. I guess, but like, I want, I'm, I might hop into a mock draft real, uh, real quick here to see where he's ranked on ESPN rankings. You know, even though they changed them, like to get a somewhat sense of it. Yeah, because at the two three turn, I'm so far out. It's ridiculous because like you can grab justin jefferson and like i asked this question last week on the show i asked what's the difference in upside for ceh and david montgomery and people fed me the name patrick mahomes i'm like he's a quarterback like this there's (laughs) not a difference when you have hill and kelsey you're not throwing it to ceh you can't convince me this guy's seeing 80 plus targets you can't convince me he's gonna see 300 plus touches i don't get it like, yeah, he'll have boom weeks. I think CEH will. I think there'll be games when he can score two touchdowns and get 80 yards, and that's already what? On top of my head, that's 20 fantasy points. I mean, that's a yep. boom week, right? So, But I, I, I believe that is well in the range of possibility. But he doesn't have top five upside. He doesn't have – it's just – no, he doesn't. No. I'm trying to pull up the, uh, the rankings here real quick. So bust, bust. Wherever it's at, bust. Especially it's, it's way higher than that. Especially the two three turn. Yeah, the two three turn is kind of crazy to me. So right here, ESPN the the cumulative rankings have him as RB sixteen. Oh, so that that I might be in that. That's not the, is that the two three turn. So what's that? Barkley, McCaffrey, Taylor, Kamara, Cook, Swift, Henry, Elliott, Chubb, Gibson. I would think Mixon. I would think. Aaron Jones, I would think. Eckler, I would think. I think you named him all. So, I mean, no, I, I, he, he's, I in front, he's in front of Chris Carson, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, and Miles Gaskin. 
Boss, now Darrell Henderson's moved up to 22. That's crazy. I That's boss for me. I think Jacobs outscores him. I think David Montgomery outscores him. I think Chris Carson outscores him. So, no, but I agree. I, that's still a bust. He's like my RB18, I think, this year, RB19. He's a bust. I, I agree. We're, we're two for two in agreement with after disagreeing with each other all last week. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, we were nowhere near each other last week. I don't know what happened. All right. I know, I know we're going to be, be in agreement on this one. Next up, Jerry Judy. I'm in. I'm in. If Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, I can, I will beat this drum till the drum breaks. I any, please let Bridgewater play quarter play quarterback. That's all I got to say. Just let Bridgewater play, please. Also, shameless plug. Go check out Matt's article on Jerry Judy on League Winners. Yes. Yep, shameless article. plug. So I just believe Jerry. I believe Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starter. Like that's firmly ingrained in my head. Like he's gonna he's gonna win the starting job. They didn't bring him in not to start. You know, they they brought him in to push Drew Lock a little bit, but. Yeah, I, there's I a reason in draft Justin Fields. I agree with that point, and I think that, it, it, like, kind of with how he mentioned with Tua, I think it's kind of hard for him to bust. Like, he would just have to go like ice cold, like gone, like that is it. And he didn't even do that last year when Drew Locke was the primary quarterback. So, I I think Bridgewater will play games. I hope it's all of them. Please let it be uh, all of them. But if he play, if he, even if Bridgewater plays ten, that's better than what he had last year. So I think it's hard for him to bust. Noah Fant would be another one, another name that would explode with Teddy Bridgewater. I think. Oh, I do. I've been, dude. I've been snagging Noah Fant like it's Christmas time. <laughs> like it's can't wait for him to break out. Like I just got him at the six point one in my most recent dynasty startup, and I love that. I lo- I love that for you. <laughs> I, love that. I also traded up to get JT. Shout out. Shout out Spence wherever like, he I- may be. I was at the 1.12, and I was like, dude, I'm not letting JT. Like, JT was at it was 1.10, and he was there, and I was like, screw it. So I traded up. I was like, I got to get to the guy. I, res- I respect that. Yeah. Also, being my Dynasty RB1, I'm definitely on that train as well. So next up, we have another second-year wide receiver. This one getting a new quarterback in the face of Trevor Lawrence. We got LaVisca Chenault. You in or out on LaVisca Chenault? I'm so in. I'm so in. And it's more because I'm actually out on Chark. Like, I just don't think oh. Chark's like this amazing player, and I think Chenault can absolutely be an amazing player. So, Chenault's I'm about in. to pass Chark, if I'm not mistaken. As it should be. It's it was, it, be. it was a 40-spot difference a couple months ago. I was snagging LaVisca at, like, pick 110 in every best ball I was doing. It was it was a problem at that point. But now he's he's about a two or three spot spot difference away there he's about to lap him yeah it's close and that's how it should be especially in basketball especially in basketball to me i think no i agree i i like lavisco up oh, there there he goes all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go corner screen for now till he gets back but yeah i agree lavisco chanel is one of the breakout wide receivers this season Sorry, yeah. sorry for the technical. The technical. There, there it is. Once, once an episode. Once, a, once, once an, episode. an episode. You guys can always expect it. Okay. Always. They got they got a nice uh, zoomed up portion of my face. Yeah, <laughs> you get to see Ryan all close and all, uh, close, all close up in my all blue with my all blue room. You know. Hey, you're, hey, you're but, matching. Exactly, I'm, I'm matching, matching the blanket, matching everything. But yeah, Visca Chanel is actually going to crush his ADP. Yeah, I think there's. So too. There's. 
I don't know. I don't want to say no chance because there's always a chance for everyone, but yeah, I'd like to put good money on. He's going to break out this season. I agree. Although Travis Etienne gives me a little pause, just a, just a tad, not much. No, Travis Etienne doesn't give me pause at all. A little, a little bit, a little bit. They're going to use him as like a kind of slasher role. They want Kadarius Tony. That's that's kind of why. Well, and I think it's more. I I don't think it's the slasher role that kind of scares me to, uh, with Etienne more than it. What what would scare me if I was scared would be that Trevor Lawrence just. I think he might fall in love with that Etienne. Like, hey, here's the ball every three two plays, right? So that would be my fear. I I I, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, Kadarius Tony. We could talk about that real quick. Have you have you seen the news with that? Yeah, didn't he? Uh, he went on the COVID list, right? Yeah, he's on the COVID list now. And after, I don't, I don't know. It's people in the Giants community, at least from my Twitter feed, are not excited with that pick. With well, yeah, he had like shoe problems. And then he had shoe problems. problems. Didn't he storm off the field with that? He, he had, I know he's had some problems. I'm like, dude, just go play football. Like, you were a first round exactly. pick. Go play football. Go play football. So next up in our breakout or bust, we have a tight end that's going to end up playing with one of your favorite quarterbacks. We don't know how soon or how late in the season. We hope it's very soon, but Andy Dalton, you know, may hold Justin Fields off somehow with the coaching. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with the talent. Justin Fields is way more talented than Andy Dalton. Don't, don't strew my words over there, Matt, but we got Cole Komet and I am in on Cole Komet. He's my favorite late round tight end this season. I'm out. Oh, man. You're out. I'm out. And I love Cole Komet. Like, I've got a few. Di- I actually probably have quite a few dynasty shirts just off the top of my head. I love Cole Komet. I really, really don't like Jimmy Graham. Really don't. But he's going to score some touchdowns. And I think the only thing that's going to help Cole Komet be, be, be viable this year is touchdowns. Like, <laughs> so – like, I don't think Cole Komet's going to demand a high volume target percentage. I don't think anything that, like that, anything like that's happening, which is needed for tight ends or touchdowns. And now I'm kind of worried about the touchdowns because Jimmy Graham's still there. So at his ADP, I mean, I'll take a shot, but like it's, it is hard for him to bust. But I mean, I think there's other late round tight ends I'd rather have in redraft. How does like the tight end like situation get worse? Like, it was supposed to get better this offseason. Jimmy Graham was supposed to leave. Cole Komet was supposed to get, the, you know, right. share the work. Zach Ertz was supposed to be long gone at this point. He's, he's oh, still no, there. He's staying. he's staying in Philly. I know. I know he's and staying And it hurts right? my super, uh, my Scott Fishbowl heart, okay? He's my uh, wife. He's my tight end one. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry. And then you have Irv Smith with the coach talk. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Irv Smith's role is not going to improve at all. Okay, Mike Zimmer. All right. That's, that's, I think it's cool, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's just really not – and, like, I love her Smith. But until Dalvin Cook hits that cliff, I don't think there is that much of a role to come into unless unless Adam Thielen regresses, which could obviously happen. So I think I think Irv Smith is a, a very polarizing player this year. Like, I love him in Dynasty. I just did a buy the dip. Uh, my first buy the dip was on Irv Smith just, like, two weeks ago. I love him in Dynasty, and that's why I'm buying the dip. After this coach talk, I, I'm absolutely buying Irv Smith right now in Dynasty because I think it's bound to happen. I definitely agree with you. So let's close out the show. We're going to close out a little early here. There, there wasn't much, you know, news this week. Except Cam, man. Except yeah, Cam. No. I mean, Cam, Bam, the Ram. I mean, there's a little developments in the Aaron Rodgers saga, but I really want to save that for next week. Cause... Actually, I do want to bring something up before we before we close out, just All because right. you're a resident Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, boy. 
And the Houston Texans seem to be calling. How do you feel? I need to I know feel, your thoughts. Okay. First off, if Deshaun Watson is guilty, I want him in, in jail for, you know, however long that may be. Uh, let me let me preface saying that because I don't want to come off like, you know, no, a, oh, a terrible a, ter- a terrible person because that'd be awful. I don't want to see that. But if obviously. Deshaun Watson is innocent, I 200% want him in Philadelphia. I would give up. I don't know what I'd give up. I, they don't want Jalen Hurts, I heard. Is that a is that like a thing? No, they didn't say that. No, <laughs> they actually – no. I know. I can't stand – the Houston Texans need to move to the XFL. I've had enough. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is actually flat-out ridiculous. Like, you're that – you're so bad. Like, at least get Hurts back. What the <laughs> – <laughs> See, I would be comfortable giving up at least – Two, we'd probably have to give up the third. I don't know how I'd feel about giving up all three firsts for Watson because our team's not competitive right now. I remember. I don't think just, you have to give up all three. If, I think you'd have to give up. up three, like, what if you gave up Hurts two this year and then your second next year? Is that enough? I'd, I'd, I'd do that. I think that's enough. Because there's, there's so many reports coming in and out of Philly. The locker room wants to fight some of the reporters. Like there, Josh Sweat was, you know, going on a reporter the other day, which I don't blame him because he was saying Josh Sweat has bum knees and he doesn't. But <laughs> and then and then there was other people. There's like internal reports that the coaching staff is worried that Fletcher Cox won't play into his like deep thirties or like mid thirties because of the way he like handles his body or something. No other team does this with like. <laughs> like what, what is, it, what is sports, it's, it's with all sports. It feels like. Like, in fact, the Flyers in hockey just get absolutely destroyed by media and by and then the fan, and then the players get mad at the media. I feel like it happens with the Sixers. We saw it with Ben Simmons. Just search the name Ben Simmons, man. It happens with the Phillies. It's not so it's, much recently, but it, it has it's, before. With it's going to happen back if we, in the day. With uh, who was the second baseman? Otley. Chase Chase Otley. It happened with him. Roy Holiday. It happened. I mean, what happened in Philadelphia? Uh. Just wait for the Philly slander because if we don't make the playoffs soon, the Bryce Harper talk is going to get loud. Because we oh, paid him, God. what, 330 some million? million? You made him like 13 years. Look, I was excited for that. It's not my money. It wasn't my money. It's not so. my money. <laughs> that's, that's what you got to say when it comes to free agent signing. It's not my money. So, not like, my money. Spend, spend away, man. Like, But if we don't make the playoffs, we, we spent like $500 million on two guys. The noise will get louder. Then it then it with with the uh, Ben Simmons and the Eagles and whatnot, it will get loud. Well, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you're right. You're, you're right. It's Philadelphia. I don't doubt anything. Oh, I just gosh. wanted your opinion on the Deshaun Watson uh, circulating news. Yeah. I mean, are we really about to head in a 2021 season without two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL? Well, it looks looks like it. That's crazy. Is the NFL is never ever changing landscape? But guess what? Always remains the same. Tom Brady. <laughs> right, Tom Brady in the in the in the conference final. Always, yeah, yeah. We'll see you in the Super Bowl, bro. Like, just, <laughs> just punch it in at this point. Right, We're gonna be there. Can you clock out already? Like, just clock out of the NFL. I, hit your last time. Hit your last box. Go home. I and mean, <laughs> if he wins another one, like, what are the people going to say? That like, what? No, I was so. I what do the people podcast. say right now? Like, I was on a podcast last night, and we were talking about the, the Watson Rogers news. And uh, two of the top five. And I was like, oh, well, Mahomes and Allen are the two best in the league. And my, my old former teacher goes, 
what about Brady? I'm like, I don't even count Brady anymore. Like, he doesn't count. Like, Brady's Brady, and then we and then we rank the NFL quarterbacks. Like, he's in his own separate category. Brady's over here. We know he's gonna be there. He's gonna have two bad games. He's gonna start yelling and screaming, and then they're gonna win ten in when, a row, win the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, exactly. My point. My point in case here. When they have the two bad games where like the chemistry seems off, run straight to DraftKings or FanDuel and bet them on the Super Bowl because they're gonna yep. win. Like, yep. That that was my biggest mistake from this past year was not running directly to the computer after yep. after the what was it the Thursday night loss to Nick Foles and the Bears. I remember that one. How did they lose that game? I don't even know. Because Tom Brady forgot it was fourth down. That's exactly why. Because Tom Brady forgot it was fourth down. Oh, yeah. That's that's the iconic picture where he's like. Yep. And then he went on, you know, 20-so weeks later and won a Super Bowl. Well, the Bears, again, was a first-round loss. (laughs) Spare the Bears fans, man. They deserve better. I mean, they They got got, better. They got better. Justin Fields is going to be better than, you know. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. Better. That's that's one of those statements I have confidence. Oh, Andy in, Dalton's but... better than Mitch Trubisky. So I have Mitch Trubisky in all my dynasty teams. That's that's dude, what I like. Dude, I bought Mitch Trubisky at the start of the offseason, thinking, dude, what if he lands somewhere and starts? Just what if, right? Like, that's what, what you gotta do now. And now he's in Buffalo, <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, please learn something from Josh that, Allen. <laughs> that's why I got. That's why I gotta do it now. I I acquired Mitch Trubisky for a fifth in my one league, like a twenty twenty three fifth. So I'm like, screw it. He could become a starting quarterback after the season. If uh, what what's the what's the head coach's name? I forget. Is it Dable? Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator. Where at Buffalo? Oh, I have no clue. I think it's Brian Dable. He could get a head coaching job and potentially take Mitch Trubisky with him if he likes what he sees. At a you know, he ain't taking Josh out. Yeah, Brian Dable. Oh, yeah, he's not taking Josh Allen. That's for sure. He's two hundred percent in there. But like, he's not taking Allen. If if he likes what he sees out of Trubisky, he could take him with him and make him the starter. You never know. Like, what if he were? Let's, let's just paint the picture. <laughs> Houston has traded Deshaun Watson, and they fired who they hire? Oh gosh, I it was wasn't the Baltimore. Special teams. Oh, yeah, I don't think they're firing. I don't think they're firing them, actually. I I forget exactly. I got it right now. That's the one hire that I don't quite remember because I I just remember like the saga around it because Deshaun Watson was like, I want, I want, you know, to be vocal in this hiring. I want to help hire this guy. Oh, David Coley. Yeah, that, that rings the bell. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. So let's just say, never mind. Throw that one out. Let's say, I don't even know where he could go. I know, it's it's tough. Like Detroit, I mean, like, but I think Jared Goff's at least got two years there. See, I don't know, I don't know where to put him besides Houston. That's that's the one hard part because, like, if Brian Dable goes anywhere, I mean Eagles. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna fire Sirianni. That's true. After one, after one. It's it's gotta be one of these teams with people in the hot seat and you know who's on the hot seat? I feel like everyone that was on the hot seat got they got fired. They got they got tossed. Yeah. Like there were um, a lot of openings this year. This season this season would probably be if I had to think, I, I saw someone talking about this, it would probably be Zimmer would be on the hot seat a little bit. McCarthy yeah, and Dallas definitely oh, on the hot yeah. seat. But they got Dak. They, they got Dak. They're not taking what about taking they got cousins, but that and they got Mon, so I don't think they bring in Trisky. I think Pete Carroll's on the hot seat if we're doing this game. Yeah, I mean, hey, I 
I mean, you want my honest opinion. I think Sean Payton should be on the hot seat. So, Ooh. I said it after I said it after their playoff loss. I was like, dude, figure it out. I mean, you got you got to change something. Like, I, I think I had this discussion on here. I had it with my friends a couple of times. Like, I think the turnaround should be kind of quicker on head coaches and quarterbacks. I agree, and I also think well, that kind of rearing back to Sean Payton. The one point I always make is he's a, one of the most up and down like he is the tyler lockett from head coaches <laughs> he's gonna win you a game but he could absolutely lose you a game and he can so i don't know it'll be interesting to see i mean hey the saints kind of need a quarterback what if dable said hey i'll come head coach and then they brought mitch god no what are we Yo, you're about? bringing this upon yourself what are now? we talking about no god no but after those three, like I can't think of anyone on the hot seat. I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to look around at this point. I'm trying to. Is, is Joe Brady in New York? See, like, yeah, Joe Brady's going to be a potential. High, see, that's what I don't get. Like, there's not many. Like, I think, well, I think he actually could be. I think he's just. Under, he might be under the most pressure. Not necessarily on the hot seat, but if the Giants win only three games, there's no reason he he stays. Okay. Okay, I brought up an article because we were obviously missing some people. We were de- we were definitely missing some people. We probably were. I mean, I'm... Matt Nagy's on the hot seat. Yeah, but I they think. got Fields. I agree. They and got, they're not bringing Trubisky back. I know. Chicago. It'll Zach Taylor. Crazy. There's Joe Burrow there. Uh, yeah. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. I agree with. They have call. Uh, they have uh, Kyler. Yep. Uh, Vic Vangio, Denver. Maybe, maybe. I'm writing it down right now just in case it actually happens. Mitch. <laughs> Trubisky to Denver with Brian Dable. Trubisky I mean, would, and Brian Dable. Would would Dable take that job, though? Oh, I think yeah. Tur- oh, no, he would absolutely take that job. He Could turned you imagine up- Aaron Rodgers? Because that's probably the most probable outcome in 2022. Aaron Rodgers is a free agent. Could you imagine – Dables, hey, he calls the Broncos. Like, hey, uh, I would love to come head coach you guys. You guys got Aaron Rodgers, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noah Fan, Javante Williams. You got a core of a defense that's ready to win. I'm coming. I'll be there in 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, you no, take that. Oh, he he would. You know, I was I was saying more of like he turned down jobs this season, but it was Houston and Philly rumor that he turned down, and you know. Denver's obviously a better spot than those two. Yeah. It, it hurts me to say that, but it's true. Oh, yeah. There's a couple others I was looking at on here. There's there's two like that are kind of like super hot on this list from CBS. Who are the super hot? Matt LaFleur and Brian Flores. Why the, th- why the hell is Brian Flores on the super hot seat? No, I mean, that's, no, not super hot. I think, I think, I think that's super spicy to put on like there. Oh, like it's not, yeah, he's yeah, not the okay. super hot seat. Oh, yeah. He's just, they just listed seven and I forget how many coaches on the hot seat. I just say that's the spiciest name on there. Cause I don't think that's. No, I agree. Happen. No. Okay. Then I agree. Yeah. That's just mind blowing that he would even be fired. No. no I mean, he's, unless he's they, doing a great job. Unless they majorly regressed. They won 10 games last year. So if they went four this year, then sure. But I think. Yo, can they do that? Team. Can they do that please? You want the Dolphins to win four? Oh, you have their pick. Yeah, yeah the Eagles have their pick. pick. That's, yeah, that's the rooting interest here. <laughs> that's, that's just I, – I, I'm rooting for the Dolphins, but I, I want a high <laughs> pick, you know. Yeah. So let's close out the show. I, I I guess we could be as broad or narrow. We could pick any player, like, after a certain round. Who is your favorite sleeper this year? 
you could be you could pick one because I know we have we have tons of them. So like that's why I just put this to end the show because we could just name one of our guys. I'll go. Davis Mills. I like it. I think he oh, starts. I think he starts very early. I'm I'm sorry, Tyrod. Again, like every time. Davis Mills. I just think, and this is more super flex in one QB. I don't. I'm not oh, ever yeah. going to touch him in one QB. But in super flex, I, I love Davis Mills. If you're doing a super flex redraft, which I'm starting to see more and more of as you know August is coming in a week, right? So uh, if you if you can get Davis Mills as your QB four in the last round, shit. Or no, you know, I'm switching it. I want Jordan Love. Jordan Love's my secret. I, I like that. I I don't know why Jordan Love's not getting snagged in you know drafts higher. I don't think Aaron Rodgers starts there. It's it's clear it's not about the money. And if it was about the money, Aaron Rodgers would be there. He'd sign the contract. We were talking in our one group chat. The end of yeah. May, his jeopardy his jeopardy odds were the third highest. Like, well, and, well. So the one thing I want to say, and it's really all I have to say about about the whole situation now is is I really feel. And, and it kills me to say this. I really feel that we have all that have talked about this news wasted our time. Because the one sentence I'm going to say is the same damn sentence we said when this news broke. If Aaron Rodgers wants to play, he's going to have to play in green and gold. That's all it is. If he wants to play football, he's going to have to play with the green, with the big G on his, on his helmet. If he, if he doesn't care about does playing, that. if he doesn't care about playing, he won't play. That's it. Can you imagine this or during the season, you just turn on your TV at like seven o'clock on a Tuesday night and you just see Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy? Like, oh, dude, I'd be hyped. I'd be like, call that guy. That'd be, I'd be awesome, but I just wouldn't expect that. So, as for my favorite sleeper, since you, you kind of pick from one of the last rounds, I will do the same. I'm going to go with Hayden Hurst. I, th- I don't even know oh, if he's I a sleeper at this point. With, among, among like the people oh, I he's talk hibernating. To, the people I talk to, at least, he's, I don't think he would qualify as a sleeper, but maybe to like, general fantasy you know because he's gonna play if they plan on kyle playing kyle pitts out in like you know the slot or wherever they played julio out wide hayden hurst gonna start tight end and arthur smith if correct me if i'm wrong he ran a lot of 12 personnel love the 12 personnel and hayden hurst is no slouch he's he's a good football player yep he finishes what tight end 10 this past year yeah i believe so and in baltimore i think he was good so Exactly. I, I mean, I'm in if you need, you know, someone in the late rounds. I mean, if I have Kelsey, I probably won't take a tight end till Hurst. I like that. Exactly. If you have Kelsey, maybe even Waller at that point, yeah. I'd wait. So, yeah, I think it's a great late tight end, and I think he's going to get more work than people think, besides our group, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a good sleeper. So, anyway, that will bring us to the end of the fantasy newsroom. Thank you for joining us here it tonight. Fun. It was fun. It was, it's always fun shopping. It kind of flew you, by. It really did. It, it really did fly by. by. But I had always a great fun. Time. Yeah, always a fantastic time talking football with you, buddy. But we will see you next week where we, we're we bringing back the guest spots next week. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We've so, held like, it down. Exci- excited about that. We're going to talk a little more Aaron Rodgers next week. I'm sure of that one. But yeah, for the fancy newsroom. Hopefully, I'll be a thousand dollars richer from MLB DFS by then. Exactly. Let's go. You're, you're gonna tweet out those screenshots. But as for myself and Matt, we'll see you next time on the Fantasy Newsroom. Peace. Peace.